Hello, this is David Startouch, founder of Survivor to Hero, and you are on Positive Talk. This is a podcast really here to help support you. One of Survivor to Hero's goals is to reduce mental health stigma, and I myself am a PhD candidate in psychology, a master have a master's in clinical counseling, I am licensed in the state of Colorado, and I'm a certified professional coach. In this podcast, we're going to be this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics of positive psychology. Overall, in this show, you can expect to hear a positive look at various aspects in the news, in life, and particularly mental health and wellness. About last week, we recorded a YouTube uh, doing a book review of one of the most uh, poignant books that I've found. I would actually almost say this book was a revolution to come out as it did. It introduced a concept called post-traumatic growth. The book is titled, What Doesn't Kill Us? The New Psychology of Post-Traumatic Growth. Now, one of the things uh, that shocked me as a clinician uh, entering into my PhD program is that what I was attempting to do in research to help people heal from trauma and overcome as I had and use this program. Once I finished, I was going to market my program in a book and whatnot. And I discovered that everything I had wanted to do and to share with people had actually been researched for over 20 years, and no one had told me. (laughs) Now, as a clinician, that was disturbing because my research was on, uh, well, basically post-traumatic growth, how people heal and overcome trauma. And there's a whole level of science on it, and what broke my heart is that it is not being taught And honestly, so there's many therapists, if you're seeing a therapist for PTSD, um, they may have never heard the words post-traumatic growth before. And that's kind of shocking, but it's just mainly because this is a level of a part of positive psychology, a little bit of existentialism and humanistic psychology that is just not taught in a lot of mainstream psych. From a clinical perspective, we're often taught cognitive behavioral therapy and various methods that work, but we really didn't understand this overall process. Many people have healed from trauma on their own, not just resilience, but they were actually traumatized. So resilience helps you kind of bounce back and be resistant to future traumas. Yes, they developed that, but they actually, their lives got better after the trauma. And that was what captured researchers' interests. This has been studied with cancer, Uh, terrorism, infidelities, spiritual trauma uh, is what they refer to those, like a marriage and divorce and things like that that can be very traumatic, not necessarily abuse or uh, rape or things like that, but that was also studied. And so we found that it's much like addiction. There's a universal process people need to go through. Uh, In addiction, people have to go through five stages, for example, pre-contemplation, contemplation, contemplation, pre-contemplation, I don't have a problem contemplation, I have a problem, I'm not going to do anything about it, preparation, then action and maintenance or termination. And in therapy, uh, we have, there's a various process, the, the therapist, it helps to be mindful of, but there's this process that everyone who experiences post traumatic growth tends to go through. Now, unlike the stages of change, it is, not, which is the addiction model I just went over, it is not linear. Um, everyone goes through it in their own way. The thing is, we have at least identified it and we understand it. And we can now, if we're aware, uh, help people facilitate it in their lives. 
So that is what this book is. What Doesn't Kill Us Makes It Stronger by uh, Dr. Stefan Joseph. If you're interested, you can go to the Survivor to Hero YouTube. You can, uh, we've got a link on Amazon and you can watch my, uh, my, my book review. Now, what I'm going to be doing in, I decided in this series of the podcast is I'm actually going to be going over the, uh, the, the third section of the book that uses, it's called the thrive model. And the thrive model is, uh, Dr. Stephen Joseph's model, uh, that he presents and it's like, you know, it's clinically supported and, you know, they researched and they've been using this in research. And so it's, it's a relatively safe model to for people to do on their own. He's actually uh, guiding people through and suggesting in his book. What I'm going to do in this podcast is I'm actually going to be taking you through it myself. I'm going to read you, read you uh, various sections. And my goal with this is sometimes when we're dealing with trauma and as particularly PTSD, it can be difficult to read things. And so I have this fantastic resource that may be very difficult for you to um, have access to. I mean, so I know when I was dealing with my own PTSD and struggling, I would have loved it if someone took the time to say, I know you're smart, I know you're intelligent, but let me read this to you so you don't have to. I know you're having trouble focusing and reading because th- your brain just keeps going out there in the thoughts. Well, my intention with this is to be able to read this to you. And then if you need to listen to it again, you can. I know audio and YouTube, uh, at the time, YouTube was just barely a thing. People weren't actually using it for education when I was going through um, the recovery. But uh, I know audio uh, and various things like that was very helpful to me. I found books on tape and various audio programs and I would listen to them. because And maybe it's, I'm an auditory learner and that's what worked for me. And maybe you are too. So my goal is to help get this content out on as many different media platforms as possible. Uh, this is being recorded on a podcast now, uh, partially because uh, I'm a little shy on the video right now and I want to get a little bit better. But uh, we're going to break this into about 22-minute segments, and um, I will be doing a brief overview of this book, very, very brief, before we start jumping in. And uh, that way you can break this into basically manageable chunks of time, 22 minutes, and do it at your own pace. So uh, just a, a little more overview about what you can expect from this channel. We're not just going to be talking about PTSD. We're going to talk about many different topics. Uh, again, in the news, uh, we're going to talk about mental health issues and stigmas. And I'm very honest and upfront about some of my mental health challenges because I find, you know, if you want to really lead, you need to, or, you know, change, create change, you need to lead. You have to lead by example and be the change you seek, so to speak. Uh, I have a background of, I taught yoga professionally in Washington, D.C. for three years. Uh, I've had a chance, I was doing 16 to 20 classes a week and especially an early morning class at 6 a.m., which really taught me the value of meditation and being still. But most importantly, it really helped me being teaching a teacher and in service of others and then holding that space so my hope is that you can that i can hold that space for here you with you through these audio podcasts and you can grow and heal at your own pace without any judgment at in you know wherever is best for you download to your ipod go for walks and things like that whatever you need to do your phone 
go for a nature walk and just listen to me because you know youtube that's a lot of streaming of your data and it, it can be helpful but many people actually use youtube in the background just to listen and that's one of the things I think is helpful to have multiple forms. So while I'll still be doing YouTube uh, videos with uh, various aspects of this, the people want a little higher energy and shorter time. And my goal is to cut down my time. I can tend to be a little wordy. So here you'll find me just kind of talking with you and hanging out and going over uh, this, this topic and conversation. So let's get started without any further ado. That's a very long-winded introduction. And now that I've done it the first time, I'll, I'll keep it brief for next time. And uh, before I start, I'm going to just uh, pause this for a moment and take my medication for the day, which helps me on my ADD and focus and my own just general mental health. And I'll be right back. All right. So now I've had a sip of my Bing, a caffeinated healthy energy drink. You can watch my review of that on our Grace, Hope, and Strength channel. And uh, if you go to Survivor to Hero, I will have links for our video, uh, YouTube, and podcast. this podcast there. So if you're ever not sure how to find us, you can go to uh, SurvivorToHero.com. And uh, we're also getting some URLs for those too, so you can just go to them a little easier without having to search YouTube. All right. Uh, one more thing before we start. I really want to stress that if you're on medication... Uh, such as I am. I'm on a, just a general mood stabilizer called Wellbutrin. It works very well for me. It increases dopamine. I tend to ha just ha think better. It treats ADD, depression, and mood stabilization, things like that. Most importantly, though, I found I need to take it at a particular time of day consistently. And when I miss a, a day or miss a dosage or two or three, it tends to spiral out from there, uh, then I feel worse. So um, I, I was attempting to do some video blogs on that, and I decided, you know, I'm going to just keep working on this and noticing it. But I wanted to share that with you. Uh, if you're taking any medication, dealing with mental health stuff, definitely try to find a consistent time of day that works best for you to take this medication. And therefore, your body will get used to it, your brain will get used to it, and you can kind of create a routine. And that's one less thing that you have to worry about. For me, that time is one p.m. because of my work schedule, I can consistently take that. Even when I work overnights in the hospital, I tend to sleep from 7.30 or 8 to, to noon to 1 p.m. And then it's time to get up and take my meds and then go from there. All right. So that's just my strategies of how we handle this. All right. I'm about halfway through my time for my first session. So thank you very much for your patience. Uh, and so the next 10 minutes, I'm just kind of going to go over this, this book for those who missed the book review. And we'll jump right in uh, on the next section. So if you are really itching to just get into the content, you're not interested about the book as much or getting the overview, um, I will see you on the next blog. Otherwise, this book, uh, Dr. Stephen Joseph, uh, initially the background came to me. A friend of mine was, was asking me if I could recommend one book one book to um, understand trauma and post-traumatic growth, what would it be? Just one, she only had time to read one book. So she was a busy attorney and whatnot, but also dealing with um, major mental health stuff. And so I said, well, let me think. I have like six to eight books that I really recommend. One is an overview of the field. That's a literature review. The others are ones like a, a book to the therapists, clinical advice, and then there's just an overview of the research. I have, a, I have several different books that have uh, taken years of knowledge and put them in one place. But what book do I recommend? And 
This book jumped out at me. It's a really easy read. Dr. Stephen Joseph talks about um, post-traumatic growth a little bit, but also he shares a story about a trauma in which some people were on a cruise ship uh, that crashed and was sinking. And uh, there were a lot of traumatic experiences from that. So we can think of modern day Titanic. And you can imagine how scary that might be, etc. And he talks about uh, the positive sides of trauma. And yes, there are positive sides, the emotional toll trauma takes and the biology of trauma, which is very helpful, understanding how the brain changes. And that is like just in part one alone. Part two, he really dives into the positive psychology. And with positive psychology, we're strength-based. Um, it, this particular model, the Thrive model uh, with positive psychology and growth focuses on transformation, how we transform. Now, when I'm working with clients, one of the first things I, I'm, I, uh, I really try to instill, and so I want to share this with you especially, is that once a trauma happens, it kind of flips a switch inside. Uh, it, you lose some innocence, so to speak, and you start seeing the world from different eyes, from a new lens. Now, some people, like myself, this happened at a very young age. Other people, it happens later in life. Regardless of when it happens to you, the change is you become a different person. Who you were is not who you can be anymore because now it's like you've left the cave, you can see the sun. And there, that's actually from uh, philosophy, I believe Plato's um, uh, story of the cave or myth of the cave. And now that you've seen the sun, you could never go back to living in the darkness uh, because you, you're aware now, trauma has the reverse effect, and, and or maybe that could be traumatic for those folks. But now that you've experienced trauma uh, in a significant way that changed or shaped you, you can't be the same person you were. And the more you try to be who you were, the more you suffer. So there's this in-between of stabilizing from the trauma, and we call that acute stress disorder. And when it doesn't get dealt with, or we're, we are unable to process those acute feelings over time, it could become post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a very, very intense degree of that. The transformation aspect is really the key. Think of yourself in this moment, and this is an overused analogy, but it's appropriate. As the caterpillar who then goes into the chrysalis and people take this next step as the caterpillar thought its world was over and goes into its cocoon to die it undergoes this transformation in which the caterpillar melts down into enzymes and building blocks and uh, amino acids or whatnot and then it emerges it breaks from from its cocoon it it struggles and if you try to if you see a butterfly trying to get out and you were to take scissors and cut that cocoon to help it out, it would die because the struggle is what it would need to be able to flap its wings. There's this, this process of transformation of just leaving the cocoon that helps the, the butterfly gain the strength to fly. And uh, my mother was visiting me recently and uh, we there's a, there's a huge amount of monarchs coming through Colorado right now. Even saw some news story about someone who's afraid of butterflies, which we found rather entertaining. I'm sorry for that person, considering there were hundreds of thousands of butterflies flying through Colorado. And she told me a story about how once uh, the um, butterflies were migrating 
through their area, and there were so many on the road, just in a stream, that they they were uh, actually, you know, um, becoming issues uh, like a driving hazard. And I just couldn't imagine hundreds of thousands of butterflies in a stream migrating south. And I just found that very entertaining. The idea that so many people can go through a transformation or so many critters, and they all have this unique idea. So there's so much we have to learn about life still. If we take that model and we apply it to this transformation idea, uh, he he actually used the analogy of a shattered vase. And even if a vase shatters, you can never put the vase quite back together properly. You can use super glue. You can put all the pieces to get it its basic structure and form. But that vase will never be the same pristine it was. But at the same time, that vase will develop a new sense of character, its own unique sense of beauty in the random order of the breakage. And I really like the saying, you know, what? why did we break and have these cracks shine through? And once somebody uh, said, it's so the light can find its way through. Um, and I, I, I think that is a healthy analogy. The more we can shift our perspectives, which is very much what positive psychology is, because you get to choose your reality So in, in some parts. You are experiencing reality as it is, but you always have a conscious choice about how you can view things. And that is where the power of post-traumatic growth begins. So as we begin to find various paths, and there are many paths to post-traumatic growth, we really will begin to take personal ownership of our own journey. And I know from my own journey, it began with yoga. Yet I know many people who cannot stand yoga. And for me, meditation was very difficult. I had to start with a walking meditation and I couldn't stay, keep my mind from wandering for more than 30 seconds. My trauma had been so ingrained that one person even said that I perseverate more than any, or not perseverate, um, I ruminate more than any other person they'd ever met. Now, rumination is when you um, are thinking about the past, which is something depressed people do and uh, people suffering from trauma often do, is we keep ruminating about our painful experiences or looking into the past. And often that is us trying to make sense of something, to try to regain power or control in our lives. Now, that is the second part of his book. Now, the third part of his book, as I mentioned, is where we begin to put this post-traumatic growth mindset to work. How we can nurture growth and we can take it to the next level. And he concludes that section and then enters into something he refers to as the postscript, which is the thrive model. Now the thrive model, uh, he refers to it as six signposts to facilitating post-traumatic growth. But he has three messages and I really want to read those um, initial messages to you now just so you have an overview and kind of understand these these key messages that before you enter into the next uh, the next audio section, and so this these messages are designed for the the victim as well as the family members who have experienced something, and they're designed to basically to offer some guidance to help people manage their emotions and start taking the first steps towards growth. So I find it's very helpful to begin with. And I will, again, in the next uh, section, we'll be going over all three. The first is, all three in depth, you are not on your own. The second, 
trauma is a normal and natural process. And the third is that growth is a journey. And I believe those are very key things that are helpful to keep in mind. And if you need to write those down, you are not alone. You are not on your own. Trauma is a normal and natural process. Growth is a journey. And I hope this podcast uh, series on post-traumatic growth with with this particular book, What Doesn't Kill Us, The New Psychology of Post-Traumatic Growth by Stefan Joseph is helpful for you. And I hope that Mike and my expertise and experience as a uh, crisis therapist, I also work in the ER doing this uh, immediate crisis work as well. But I hope that my expertise can help you uh, find a way on your journey. So this is David Startouch signing off for today, and I'll connect with you on the next broadcast. Namaste.